Well, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Can You See Me? Women, Leadership, and Race, where we simply discuss issues that's happening in our community. We talk about everything from leadership to lifestyle equity and inspiration. And we do that through laughter, fun, and hopefully education as well. And so last month we were talking about um, a lot of wellness and well-being. But this month, what I want to do and what my goal is to bring you one guest each month to really help reinforce thoughts about leadership and well-being and equity and things of that nature. So this month, I am so excited to bring all of you, my friend, my sister, Latori Lloyd. Latori Lloyd. She is the CEO of Aspire Learning Academy and the councilwoman of Monk's Corner, South Carolina. And so we're just going to talk and have a candid conversation this morning. Is that okay, LaTori? Of course. Definitely. (laughs) Yes. And so, you know, I just want to start with telling the people like when we met and how we met, um, we were both in this business program, like a business coaching program, right? Yes, that's correct. Is it nine months, Latori? I don't remember how long this program was. I think it was like nine months. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. So we were both both investing in ourselves, right? Yes. Because it takes a lot to do whether you're in a professional career or whether you're doing business or both, we have to invest in ourselves. So we met along that journey and um, that was in 26, early 16. 20- it was 2016. I can't remember exactly when, yes, but it early, was 2016. Early 2016. And you know why? Because I actually had Latori as one of my panel experts in October of 2016 at my first community summit. That's and thank, right. thank you for doing that for me because, you know, you just you have to have people that can support you, especially yes. within your own immediate circle. Yes. So, Latori, I thought that you would just be such a great guest to really talk to people, especially at the end of a calendar year when so many people are either like, yes, I killed it. I hit my goals uh, or they're like, oh, crap. I did not do what I wanted to do this calendar year. And I think that we sometimes become too stuck on calendar years versus just moving forward. And I have watched your journey so much and I'm absolutely so proud of you. I am inspired by you. I am. I am inspired (laughs) by you. And I was looking forward to this discussion for myself. And, you know, they say, if you can't be inspired by your friends and, you know, we might have to think about other friends, right? Right, changing but, their circle. <laughs> yes, but you inspire me. Latori, I want people to know who you are, like how you became the CEO of Aspire Learning Academy. Where did that vision start? And then we'll just keep going and we'll talk a little bit about you becoming the councilwoman. Sure. So I started the vision in 2012. And to go a little bit further, I've always wanted to own my own childcare center. That's always been a burning desire. I never saw how I could do it. I just knew that it was in my spirit. God placed it in my spirit to do it. So 
along my journey, I worked at various childcare centers, uh, even Head Start for the government, and learned as much as I could learn, soak it up. Um, I gained the experience. I have my degrees. I, and this is kind of funny. Someone asked me, why do you have three different degrees? And I was like, I needed a degree to cover every area of my business mm-hmm. because I knew that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And in 2012, I remember I was going through some things with the job that I was on and reached that level of frustration this where it was like, I just can't go further. I got to do something different. And um, I took a week off for my birthday in September and I picked up the phone and I went on Craigslist. Sorry, I forgot to tell the people that we're both Virgos too, but. Yes, it's Virgo Nation. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's how we connect so well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I took that week off for my birthday and um, just made phone calls. I went on Craigslist, which I don't think Craigslist still exists. If they do, I have no idea. But I went on Craigslist and found a building. And by October the 1st, I signed my lease. I filed for my um, LLC. I filed for my tax ID. Like it was within a seven to eight day turnaround time, I was on it. And in my book, I mentioned that I had less than $40 in the bank when I made those decisions, literally living, I wouldn't even say paycheck to paycheck, under paycheck to paycheck, you know? So um, it was a huge leap of faith. I worked and I let my job fund my dreams. So one check went to paying my bills. The other check went to whatever little piece of items I can purchase to go towards the building. And I had to go, it took 10 months to open because I had to buy little things. I had to get it up to code um, and all of this with no money because the bank doesn't lend you money when you need money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they exactly. want to see that you got money before mm-hmm. they give you some money. Yeah. So I did all this out of pocket and I had to have to give my mom uh, Dr. Shirley Lloyd, a shout out because yes. where I fell short, she came through mm-hmm. and it was very helpful as a single parent. I had two young boys. And mm-hmm. so that was, that was how I overcame that first hump. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, the next hump is everybody always said, well, I want to be my own boss, raw, raw, raw. Yeah. But that's where it gets harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <Ooh. that's> okay. <laughs> Woo. Those first we'll, three we'll years. talk about that, that later on yeah yes mm-hmm. we will mm-hmm. those first three years were definitely um a challenge it was a learning experience i had a phenomenal team um some that were core some that stick with me one that's still with me and then um you know you learn kind of figure out people along the way and so the first three years create the blueprint and the fourth year well the third year i opened up my second location Wow. Well, let's let's take a pause for a second. Yes. (laughs) Because you're already at the second location. Yes. Right? So in the fourth year, you're already at the second location. You started by one, and and I don't want to lose sight of this, allowing your job to fund your dream. Yes. That's huge. That is huge because sometimes I think people get so caught up in 
oh my God, you know, everybody has to be an entrepreneur. And maybe that is something for you. However, maybe you also are working a job that can help to fund where you want to be in maybe owning your own business or simply being a career professional and a business owner. So yes. you, you understood that, let me keep this job and do what I need to do to get me where I want to go. I think that's huge. Having support for your mom. You had two little boys, yes. two little young kings that you were raising. Yes. And all the while doing this and creating that blueprint. And you mentioned something that is really key. You said you had some folks who were on your team that are, that became core to what you're doing. One person who stayed with you. But we don't want to lose sight that you're getting ready to celebrate your 10-year anniversary. Yes! yes. <laughs> Years. Oh my gosh, yeah. congratulations. All right, so we got the blueprint. We start in the second, the second location. What are some of those challenges that you went through before you got to that four-year point to start that second location? So I would say uh, just to piggyback on what you had just highlighted is mm -hmm. learning the difference between your core employees, your core, and I don't even like to refer to them as employees, even as a government term, your mm -hmm. core team members yeah. and those who come along the way. Mm -hmm. So that's, I think that's a huge, that was a challenge for me because I wanted to pour into everybody, mm -hmm. but I had to learn to be selective and recognize very quickly. Like within that 90 days, I should be able to recognize whether you're going to be with me for the long run or you're just here to work a job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so um, that I would say that that was one of those challenges I had to learn because my heart got broken a couple of times. And mm -hmm. even 10 years in, I can still say that my heart gets broken sometimes with people who I pour into. But that's a part of the that's a part of the um, growth process. And just like how the doctor always tells the children, oh, your legs are hurting. That's growing pains. Yeah. And in business, you're going to experience growing pains. You're going to experience oh, yeah. those times when you have your highs and your lows, where your uh, feelings get hurt or where you get angry. And mm -hmm. I think learning how to, to sum all that up, learning how to control my emotions mm -hmm. was the, um, was Ooh. the, I think the biggest challenge of it all. Mm. And it's definitely a yeah. skill set. That is, that is a huge not, skill set. Yes. Oh, oh, Latori. So, you know, I'm on this journey of being self-employed. Actually, in January would be one year. And I have had my business for several years, but yes. I have allowed my job to not just fund me, fund my um, business, but also my jobs and my career has helped to build my skill set. Yes. And I didn't yes. realize how much. I had accumulated over the years of, you know, just being in a certain place that's helping me now in what I do. But you just hit on something that's really key is being able to control your emotions because what I find that has happened with me is there are like so many ups and downs, right? I have um, worked for almost 30 years of my life, right? Having, you know, different jobs and things like that. But what happens is, is that there's so much, there's doubt that comes in, there's fear that comes in, all of those things creep in. And if I don't control myself, then I will be acting and making decisions out of desperation. 
Does that make sense? A lot of yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. How did you get to the point? And I know that it's always a journey, but what are some of the things you do to help you build your emotional IQ, as we call it? Um, I love to read. Uh, when I have time, I make sure I get some reading in, especially before bed or early in the morning. I try to um, read something that's going to fill my spirit and fill my cup. Mm-hmm. And then I've also learned, I think one of the key from, I'll say for me, one of the key things I've learned is not to um, give that responsibility to someone else. And so, <laughs> oh. Oh. okay, oh. so, and I think sometimes oh. we rely on, and I will probably say, and I'll honestly, that skill is still developing on a personal side, yeah. but on the professional side, it's one of those things where it's like, I cannot allow someone else to have that power over my emotions. I can't allow them to have that power over my decision-making because, you know, people, and there is a such thing as professional bullying. People don't realize that. So, you know, I have to, you have to gain that, um, that control. And it starts from within. I'm going back to that word core because it starts back in your cores and your, your gut, like what you're comfortable with, who you're comfortable with. Are you comfortable with yourself? Yeah. Because if you're not, then you're going to be able to sway in every direction or any direction someone takes you in. And so I had to learn how to have, um, oh, oh, one thing, I'm bouncing a little bit, but one thing I always tell my real estate clients Mm -hmm. is that you got to have your foundation. If your foundation is not strong, and even my um, team members, if your foundation is not strong, your house is going to crumble. Yeah. Or it's going to sway side to side. You got to be a solid brick house so that you can mm-hmm. be able to hold your ground and stand firm in what you believe in, what your personal core values are, and what vision you have for yourself. That's so good. And I found that having that foundation, you know, how sometimes, and, and we failed to mention that, ma'am, you are a whole real estate agent, correct? Uh, we failed to mention that. So that is another thing. But one of the things that I found is that um, in having that foundation, you often have to revisit that foundation to make yes. sure that is strong, right? Or, you know, maybe switch some things up and say, you know what? The foundation that got me through one point of my life is not the foundation I need for this. Maybe that part is now goes to the structure, but now I need to revisit the foundation of the things that's keeping me grounded, um, right. you know, and not relying on the same things. But you touched on a lot. We're going to get back to some of that. <laughs> Hold on. I want to add one thing, too, sure. since you said that mm-hmm. we do just like... Um, the weather goes through seasons. Mm-hmm. We got to remember that we go through seasons as well. And we're not going to be the same person we were in March, the same mm-hmm. person we were in July. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not shifting, then you're not growing. Mm. Ooh, Latori. What about, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so good. Oftentimes people will or, or I'll see things. Let me just say that. Like I'll read things that, or I'll hear people say things like, oh, well, I, I haven't changed or, or I'm not going to change or nothing is. I'm like, and that always scares me yes. because I realized that if we're not changing, like for me, if I'm not growing or actually doing something to grow, that's when I'm starting to feel like something is off. 
what is going on? Like I'm feeling distorted, all of that. So if I'm not doing something to grow and change, I feel stagnated. I don't feel like myself, all of that. And so I think it's important for people to understand that in order to do those positive things in life or whatever it is that you want to do, there has to be some change that occurs. And unfortunately, it is scary to hear people say, well, this isn't going to change me and that isn't going to change me. It has to change you, right? It has to change you. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't, that means your head is stuck in the sand and you're in denial. Mm. Yep. You have to change. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, here's another thing with that. See, here we go. <laughs> here's another thing with that. I realized that when people, and I think I, I uh, one of my posts um, about a couple weeks ago or something was related to this. When people have a hard time with change, they put that mess on you. Okay. <laughs> because their own inability, and let me just say to give them power, maybe their own um, journey and change keeps them from embracing someone else's journey and change yes. and growth. So yes. they'll say things like, you'll hear things like, um, oh, what you doing now? Or, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you always doing something. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, we're gonna go back to that. But yes. I want to we we have to really hit pause on that. And I promise y'all we are coming back to that. We're going back because to that. those <laughs> are the things that people say that gets under people like our skin. Because yes. even if you are not whatever we want to define success as at everything, then at least trying to do something and live live the life that you want to do. It is important that we don't keep people from doing that. But let, let's just go. We got to come back to that. <laughs> so now we're at, got the blueprint, you got yes. the team, your mom's supporting, you know, all of that. You're at your four-year mark and you open your second location. Tell us a little bit about that. Like what was going on? What are some of the things that had to change in your foundation? Ooh. I always <laughs> refer to giving up the ghosts. Because giving up the, the ghost, the, the ghost. control, because Ooh. it's one of those things where in in my first location, I was the director. I ran it. It was to my liking, to my level, to my standards. And I couldn't be two places at one time, Yolanda. So I had to give up some sort of control in order to hire two directors and split myself in half because I couldn't do it all so that was a hard transition for me is to give that up Mm -hmm. um I I think in that first year I still micromanaged a little bit like what you doing let me see you know (laughs) show me tell me do not call anybody until you talk to me first you know Uh yeah yeah. it was one of those things (laughs) (laughs) and but it was it was definitely I guess life-changing Mm-hmm. as well but um it gave me a little bit of freedom so I didn't realize that and I actually felt guilty at first mm-hmm. I was like wow. oh, I feel guilty because I um can be at each one I couldn't develop mm-hmm. a relationship with each team member I couldn't develop a relationship with each child and so it was like oh did I make the right decision and just as I was thinking that 
like maybe about nine months after that, someone called me saying, hey, we had a building and we want your program in our building. And I was like, the devil's a liar because I just opened up this other one. Mine now, I still haven't had any loans. Every dime I put into the business outside of paying for my expenses, my personal expenses Mm -hmm. went back into the business. Wow, that's huge. That was huge. Mm -hmm. I hadn't even opened up all the classrooms because my second location has six classrooms. I hadn't even opened Mm -hmm. up all the classrooms. Mm -hmm. And just like a fool, I said, yes. (laughs) (laughs) All the time for babies and fools. Because this was nine months after the second location opened. Yes. Ooh, ooh, Latori, yes. tell us about that. Yes. Like what all came with that? Yes. <laughs> well, luckily for me, it used to be a child care center. So there wasn't much to do in that transition, like how I had to do with the first one. Okay. Um, but that yes came along and it came along very scary. Um, at this time, I was um, towards the end of my third year in my first location, I got married. Mm-hmm. And so upon opening up this third one, you know, it created a little bit of a challenge in my marriage Yeah, yeah. because um, everybody doesn't see your vision, especially when God gave it to you. So it was like, how could you do this? Mm-hmm. We're open. We got two of them and we're, or, you know, you're already strapped for, for cash because you, you're having to pay these people and finance these buildings and you hadn't really made a profit yet. And I was like, I don't know, but I can do it. Whew. I was like, I don't know, I can do it. So it caused it caused some strains um, along with some other things, but it was mm-hmm. one of the bigger key parts. Yeah. But I pressed forward. Yeah. And at that time, um, we went through a separation. And mm-hmm. I, before my third location opened up, I had already packed up and moved back home an wow. hour and a half away. Wow. So That's I'm a lot. It was a lot with my two That's boys. <laughs> but it is so like, that's so raw, Latori. Yeah. Uh, you know, having a partner that can really understand your vision, even when they don't see the dollars. And I think that's a part of not just men, but also within our circles and all of that like if they don't see you like oh my god you got all of this money and I don't know why people do that when it comes to business because we don't do that when it comes to work so when people when somebody has their own business they base your success on how much money they think they see you you get what I'm saying it is such a weird judgment um when it's a tougher thing to do you know, to actually have that. Um, but then you said, okay, I'm going to regroup. I'm going to move back home for a minute. That's, that's huge. I think that's raw, but so necessary for people to understand that it doesn't stop with one thing. Exactly. You just have to kind of reroute, rebuild that foundation, right? There you go. Wow. So keep going, Latoya, because I'm enjoying this. <laughs> Yes. So August, August of 2017 Mm -hmm. is when I moved back to Monk's Corner, South Carolina, after being in Columbia for nine years and um, opened up the third location in the same month. It was, it was wild. Mm 
Um, imagine. <laughs> yes. And to this day, I feel like that whole year was a blur. Wow. It was a blur. And mine, just to talk about a little bit about the emotional side of it, is that May, while I'm trying to open up this third location, mm. I still got this baby location that I just opened up that's still that's less than a year old. Right. And I'm still trying to maintain the quality and integrity of the first location. I got personal chaos, you know, not only with the, the marriage, but my son ran away to go join a gang. So I had to become Ooh, mama bear. nephew. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I had to become yeah. mama bear and snatch him up. So all that kind of played key into me just saying mm-hmm. over that summer yeah. that I had to. But no, you're supposed business. to be perfect because you got a business. You're supposed okay. to be perfect and your life's supposed to be perfect and everything's yeah. supposed to be perfect because you're trying to follow your dreams, right? Right. Where Adversity builds from? character. People on. This that adversity mm-hmm. builds character. If Yeah. That's why I can, I'm able to stand strong and smile today yes. with a humbleness about me. Mm-hmm. You know, right. I, I always say that my I have one foot on the ground and another foot on the banana peel. Mm-hmm. At any day, yeah. we can slip and fall. Any moment. And any that's, moment. Where that, that's where that humility comes from, right? And the yes. ability to allow people to be where they are on their yes. journey. But I do know that people who put themselves out there, right? Because as a business owner, you have to put yourself out there. Right. And so I know that that judgment is tough, Latori. It is tough. It is mm-hmm. tough. Um Oh, this is, I guess, a little bit about where we're about to go, but I often hear the questions about, well, why you want Mary? Why you want this? Because, you know, I have to um, rebuild, <laughs> restructure, restart, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all those things takes reconditioning of the mind Ooh. as well. You know, so, yes. you know, sometimes we jump out of one to another, jump here, jump there, mm-hmm. and taking all that baggage. Yeah. With yep. us. And all we're doing is creating toxicity over and over and over again. Over and you over, know? taking the same thing to the next place and the next yes. place. Yeah. And I know mm-hmm. we jumping all over the place, but all that came That's okay. They feeling. follow on us. That, yes. They are, <laughs> this is how good girlfriends talk. Yes. So they are following us. Yes. yes. Go ahead. So <laughs> all that was a part of the healing. Um, mm-hmm. Even that, like I said, that whole year of opening up the third location, having the second location, moving home, saving my son, um, mm, not giving up yes. on him, like okay. I've been told to do, but not giving up on him. <laughs> okay. Let so, us not, but when it comes to those children, right? Yes. The world do not get to tell us, because I just want to say this, maybe it doesn't yes. even go with it, but I want to say the world does not get to tell us who our children are. Thank you. God gets Thank to you. tell us who our children are and we tell the world who they are. So you're not going to put them in a box, but yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're not putting my nephew in no box. My no. children in no box. No, somebody no. has to go get them and exactly. reel them in. Absolutely. Yes. yes. And keep your arms around them. You know, we got to keep our arms around these children, especially in today's time. Yeah. So yes. Mm. 
Oh, and let, let's just say that right now he is a barber. My nephew is a barber. And well, he's, he's in actually, barbering training. He's, he's in barbering he's training. training. Okay. Yes. He's going to speak it into existence. And I can't yes. wait to see his own barbering. Uh, I can see him having his own barber shop. You yes. know, all of that. Got, we got to speak into these children. Yes. You know? Yes. And okay. that's the vision that he has right now. He's wanting to open up his own. And he is trying to follow in his mama's footsteps with business ownership you know so i'm like okay he here it blueprint. is he has yep, a gonna, it's a blueprint and the yeah. thing is it, it doesn't have to be child care mm-hmm. business ownership is a blueprint you know yeah. it's it's mm-hmm. the whole fad about generational wealth about yeah. legacy you know mm-hmm. it's about helping uh, reach teach one reach one each one all of that we all, all one you know yep. all <laughs> of that yeah. Wow. So yes. now you got these three locations. Yes. And you got all of this stuff coming at you. You know, yes. you're dealing with your son, you're you're opening, you got one baby, you got one that's four years old, so that's steady. Then you yes. have one that's only nine months old, and then now you have a brand new location, but somebody must have saw how successful you were because they wanted you in their building. Yes, yes. Yes. And at first I was like, nah, I'm not about this life. I need to, uh, uh, I got stuff going on. I need to figure it out. But then I was like, no, I'm going to do it, you know, and I'm going to do it scared and I'm going to do it with no money. And I'm going to just figure it out along the way. And one thing I've shared before in the past is that I pretty much built my plane on the way down. Wow. I knew I couldn't crash. So I had to put all the pieces together and figure it out while I'm going downhill. and and you you just had a couple nuggets that I just want to remind people of okay giving up the ghost of control but also building your plane on the way down but you're not crashing you're kind of building it up and building the strength of it all getting your wings together okay love that love that thank you (laughs) um so after that I chilled Yolanda like I opened up that third one got a staff where I needed to be from a distance driving back and forth from Columbia to to Monk's Corner which is an what hour is that about an hour and a hour and a half wow wow so making mm-hmm. that making that trip and um just decided to relax for a little bit mm-hmm. and fast forward June of this year I opened up the fourth location in Monk's Corner and that staff and fully enrolled. And it's just, it's been a blessing, you know? Um, And it it wasn't easy. Last, was it last year? Last year I had a director change last year. So that required me to be away from home for, I think it was about four months. I worked in Columbia for four months, driving Mm -hmm. back and forth, commuting, trying to come back in the middle of the week to catch my son's games, Mm -hmm. going back up, getting up at four in the morning, being on the road at five to go back up and open up the building and yeah. work with the children. Sometimes get back on the road that night, come home to do it the next day. But yeah. um, it was, at the end of the day, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. change it at all. And again, I still sometimes feel sad because I do have all these children in all these locations and I try to have a relationship with each one of them because that's my heart. That's my core. Yeah. Yeah, is yeah. creating a home away from home for children in a learning environment that that fosters growth and success. That's mm-hmm. my core. Yeah, with no glass ceilings because when you work for other people, you got to follow their rules. I want right. the sky to be the limit for them, for my personal children and for every child we serve. So okay. for me, I feel like I can't 
have that relationship with each child, but I can touch point our team members and every child can get a little bit of. Yeah, yeah. You You can ensure that vision is carried out through your team because you can't physically be there, but other folks can do that through your discernment and hiring and through your, you know, the building them up. I know that you offer your team professional development and things of that nature. That's where your vision is carried out now. So you you are doing it. I, I think it's wonderful. And how are you feeling? Well, before we talk about 10 years, just let's briefly talk about running for councilwoman yes. in the midst of this. Okay. <laughs> that's been what, over a year and a half or so? Yes. Okay. Um, it's been about two years. Okay. Because I run again next year. I came in on a special election. And I had um, two people that came to me. And again, I moved back home. I'm healing. I'm in the healing process. I yeah. kind of retreated. I haven't been out doing any volunteer like I normally do, volunteer yeah. work like I normally do. I haven't been really active in any groups. I've just kind of been, I guess, healing. That's just yeah. it. Yeah. And so um, two people approached me and it was like, we want you, a seat is coming up and we mm-hmm. want you to put your name in it. Y'all, I have never <laughs> held and a uh, political position in all my life. Mm-hmm. And I've mm-hmm. always thought it was pretty neat. I, I've always followed it. I've always thought it was good. Yeah. But I yeah. think the, the closest thing I I've ran and uh, had experience in politics was, was with ABWA, the American yeah. Business Women's Association. Yeah. And I have to take a moment to, to recognize them because that experience is what helped me be successful in this experience. Yeah, I came to the table knowing what to do based on years of being with ABWA. And yes. it's crazy how you, you, you're in these associations and organizations and you don't realize how they're training you and preparing you for something higher. Shout out to the American Business Women's Association because I tell you, I often hear people say, oh my God, I'm not getting anything out of that group or organization. And I always ask, what are you doing? What are you involved in? Because you're only going to get out what you put in. And I tell you, thank you for introducing me because it has been an amazing and amazing ride. So yes, we have to give a shout out to that association because we take advantage of it. And I tell you, you were definitely a model for me. And I watched from afar, like for over a year before I said, yes, you know, I did. I'm not saying yes too easily, but I was like, okay, this is for me. It's my people. It's not people. And we have a local chapter, but then there's other chapters. And then there's the national, you know, network that we have that really helps to build us up. So that's good. Yes. Yes, definitely shout out. And just that shameless plug, if you want to find a chapter in your area, go to www.abwa.org and they accept men and women. So if you're looking to grow professionally, Mm -hmm. I definitely recommend you to tap in. And like Yolanda said, you get in 
You get yeah. out what you put in. Get yes. in, and get you active, don't have to have a business. And you don't have to have a business. You exactly. do not have to have a business. It could be right. career. It could be that you're in transition. It could be that you're retired. It could be that you're unemployed. And maybe you're even just looking for inspiration from yes. other people. Whatever it is, people join us and stay with us for all different reasons. So you do not have to have a business. Don't let that deter you. ABWA.org, exactly. www.abwa.org, shameless plug. Yes. <laughs> and I, I just want to kind of seal the deal a little bit with this. Is like how you said, you don't have to have a business. I didn't have my own business when I joined ABWA. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to my ladies with the Midlands chapter. Hello, y'all. I love y'all. You're and showing out. You're yes, showing out now. I'm showing out. I'm sorry. <laughs> go I got to give them the shots out. But, um, I went to them and I told them what my goals and my visions were. Mm -hmm. And not only did they allow me to serve, I served as president, I served as treasurer, I served as professional development chair, and we developed a curriculum strictly around opening up a business before I opened up mine. So every month we had something or some speaker come to talk to us that would curtail towards running your own business, opening up Mm -hmm. a business, being a leader. So I have to give them shots out because they, I was a young, when I joined, I was the youngest of the bunch (laughs) and they were like mama bears for me, you know? So. Wow. Shout out to ABWA Midlands chapter for just supporting and girding up my sis. That's huge. That is huge. Yes. Thank you. Okay. We got to get back on track. (laughs) You know, that's important though, because people have to understand how you support your girlfriends. Because when I said, Latori, I'm starting this business. I'm working a full-time job. I don't know what to do. And I need a few people to help give me some thoughts. And you gave me a lot of great, um, advice but one of them was to find national organizations and you recommended one of them and that was one and that's one of the ones that I followed I got some other recommendations that you know may not have been the time but that is one that I paid attention to and you are absolutely absolutely I mean spot on with it so thank you again you're welcome yes 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 go ahead oh man look at that I know. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that. Oh, that's a whole nother like segment about just, you know, affirming. I actually had a speaking engagement with one of the ABWA chapters last week. And a part of the topic was affirming one another. And it's not just, oh, you, you know, sis, you're doing good. That's great, right? I'm proud of you. But it's also what is it that I have within my network that can help you? What is it that I have within my mind, within my educational toolbox that could help you? And that is something that you definitely did for me with ABWA and not just with the organization, but modeling it. I think that's really important when it comes to affirming one another and giving um, your girlfriends or even your support system, it can mean your guy friends as well, what they need, what is that, maybe pointing them in a certain direction and not expecting, and I think you touched on this earlier, and this is a good way for us to get back to some of those things, is not expecting everyone to give you everything. Yes. Oh, don't we, you know, sometimes we, I think that some, sometimes we get frustrated with our friendships or relationships because 
we expect so much from one person or we expect the same things. And that was never their assignment. No, that was <laughs> never their purpose. And so maybe our relationship is to support one another from afar um, and to say, oh, you know what? This looks like Latori. Let me talk to her about this. Or this looks like Yolanda. Let me talk to her about this. Or maybe it's a girlfriend that's going to keep you steady and pull up when you need to have some fun. Right. 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 That type of, you know, I always say I have a girlfriend who, you know, she hears a certain things in my voice. She has come to my house and prayed through my house. You know what I'm saying? And so, if she, you know, knows I'm going through a certain thing or something like that. And so we can't expect everything from each other. And I think that's where people lose out on good friendships because right. they're expecting too much from each other. When right. I only expect people to give me what they can. Right, right, right. And you got to be able to recognize that. You got to know where people are. Yeah. And not take it personally. Yeah, for that. Yeah, yes. it, it took me a while for that. And I'm like, what is my sauce? Because people often ask me, how do you have such a strong circle? Because I do hear people say, you know, I keep my circle small and that's great. But I do have a strong circle. And I'm like, I don't know how I was just fortunate or blessed to have that. But one is discernment. Mm -hmm. So I have learned along the way or God has just done it for me to extract people who aren't supposed to be there or keep them at a distance, but also, <laughs> also he has, um, he has helped me get to the place of not expecting, giving, expecting people to give me something that they just don't have the capacity to. Exactly. Exactly. Mm, wow. Oh Lord. Yes. We'll be here all day. Okay, Yolanda, but nothing wrong with that. Talked about, <laughs> we, we talked about your, you are at the 10 year, tomorrow is your gala to celebrate your 10 year anniversary yes. as um, the CEO of Aspire Learning Academy and your four locations. So y'all are going to celebrate that tomorrow. You are a mom first and foremost. You are yes. a daughter. You yes. are a sister and auntie. I, yes. knew that. I knew that you're an auntie a real estate agent and your councilwoman. Yes. I applaud all of that girl. Cause when I tell you, it is a huge inspiration to me. However, I know that we get that whole thing of you doing too much. Child. Okay. <laughs> oh. When people say things like that, do you say to yourself, are they trying to be shady? Like it is shade. Because <laughs> like, are you saying to me like you're doing too much and how can I help you or are right. you really trying to understand why I'm so driven yes. or why I pick myself back up when I'm falling apart because they don't always see that right no they see this but they don't see yes. the parts when we somewhere falling apart and and having to pick ourselves back up so what do you do with that? Like, how do you even respond to that? You're doing too much or you always doing something. So I guess I went through some phases of mm -hmm. my responses for that. Initially, okay. I would be really offended. Like, you know, are not, no, before offended, I would be ashamed. 
I felt shameful because I was doing too much. And people would always say, oh, you're doing the most. Are you this? And I'm like, okay, well, maybe I need to scale it back. I don't, you know, I don't know. Uh, are you growing too fast? So I went through a period of shame. Mm-hmm. And then I went through a phase where I got offended. And I was like, what are you doing? You know? Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if you if you're not trying to think about how much I'm doing, that means you're not doing enough. What are you doing? Okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I went through that phase. And then now it's almost like when I feel like people are saying that, I feel as though it's a reflection of they look at at us or me or or whoever they said that to, and they're measuring their, what they're doing. So it's really not about you when they make those statements. It comes at you that way, but it's more so they see their own shortfalls in you because you're doing a lot. You're you're making moves. You're 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 doing everything it is that you you want to do, mm. and they're living in the fear of not moving forward. So it's easier to cast that fear onto somebody else than to own it. Wow. Wow. So those are my thoughts. That's a lot. It's easier to cast that fear onto someone else than to own it. Yeah. Oh, Latori. And then you you talked about the phases of like questioning yourself first, right? When people say things like that to you and then also maybe getting defensive. And I think I teeter the fence sometimes in those phases, especially with what I've been exploring this past year of exploring, you know, um, uh, my whole journey with, you know, being self-employed and all of that. I think I teeter the fence and maybe not outwardly, but inwardly questioning myself, also questioning my, um, also getting defensive, like, what do they think they are? You know, like, leave me alone. You ain't paying no bills in here. Are you offering anything to me? Right? Okay. <laughs> Getting to the point of that peaceful place within myself where I say, it's not about any of them. And maybe, maybe some people are genuinely concerned about you, right? Yes. And they yes. don't know how to, because sometimes it just comes out so mean and rude. I'm like, do they even know what they just said? Right. But in that question in myself, and I don't know if you've ever done this, you have a walk away when people say things like that to you. And you'd be like, oh, I didn't respond. I didn't stand up for myself. I didn't, I should have said blah, blah, blah. Yes. And so now you feel almost like assaulted in that moment. And then we reassault ourselves in our yes. mind later on. Like, maybe I am doing too much. Or yes. why are they judging me like that? Or why are they, you know, they should be supporting me or they should be wanting me or encouraging me. And it's so not, not about any of that. No. I, I love that you said it's a reflection. It is a reflection. Wow. No matter how we want to encourage other people, because sometimes I, I think that I can't, um, can't fall apart, right? Because I want people to, I want my life to be viewed as a light and an inspiration for other people, right? right? And so I I utilize those behind closed doors moments for the people that I feel the safest with, right? right? And so you know, we don't even have to speak about them often, but you already know those behind scenes moments. We both went through divorces, you know, those yes. dark moments, all of that. 
But I think what I'm saying is, is that how do we, and maybe it's not even our charge to get people to understand that when they say things like that to women or to people who are trying to make things happen, follow their dreams, whether it's a job or business, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's a post on social media or marketing yourself, how do we get people to understand that how they respond let's I won't even follow through with that question what what are your thoughts like how, how do you even respond to that I don't know I, I don't have the golden answer for that right I think that we need to start transitioning into a season where we hold people accountable for their words like mm. it's not okay to hurt me and then act like nothing happened the next time you see me you know, and but expect me to take it all in and not be responsive. Mm-hmm. You know, you ever, you have, I know you heard that saying that you create the storm but cry when it rains. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think for us as, as leaders and as strong leaders, we, we constantly take it in. We just take it, we observe oh. it. And what, what other people don't realize is it becomes toxic to us. Yeah. Even though we're not responding, yeah, that negative Mm -hmm. energy, we take it in and almost like a superhero, a Marvel character, we -hmm. just take it in, take it in, Mm -hmm. take it in. And we don't say anything because we keep the peace. But I think that if we can come up with a culture or create a culture in which we could say, you know, what you said offended me a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know, and not Mm -hmm. that I'm trying to be ultra sensitive, but... I have a lot going on and you may not know what you're speaking to. Mm. Oh, like, do you want to have a conversation? <laughs> Are you really concerned? Like, let's, let's talk about it. You yeah. know, that, that you, it, it has always done something to me. You always doing something or you're, you know, cause I'm like, is that a compliment or is that, you know, I, or you always going somewhere. Would you rather me be in the house depressed? Like you. Would you rap? <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. You're making my throat itch. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh but, my gosh. Like you don't know what I have to, what I've had to drag myself out of in right. order to keep going, to volunteer, to try different things, to explore different things in life so that I don't live a life of regret. Exactly. You know, but exactly. if you want to know, we can have that conversation. But oh my gosh, Latori, we we had a whole great conversation about this at breakfast, and this is we what did. sparked that sparked this uh, thingy. But that whole like people, you know, if you are listening and you've ever said this, and we have maybe even done this before too, Latori, mm-hmm. maybe you know unconsciously said right. things like, "Oh, you're doing too much," or made people feel like, you know, blah blah blah. Yes, we want, and we will, you know, ask you, you know, how are you caring for yourself? What does caring for yourself look like? That's important. Yes. But when you are saying things that could be assaultive, it is not helpful. And I know my mom always taught us, if you don't have nothing good to say, just don't say nothing. Just don't say nothing. Don't don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Yeah. And here's the thing you touched, you talked about this just now is that people like us will take that stuff in and we may not say anything at that moment, but I'm not going to tell you nothing about what I'm doing. 
Right. Like I'm just not not going to. I'm just going to shut I'm, down. Oh, I have shut down. And then I feel like you're really not interested, you know. Right. And so it's a conversation to be had. That's what I think. And I don't definitely don't have the answer to that. But I do believe that it is a conversation to be had, um, especially if you care about the person. Now, if you don't care about the person, that's one thing. But if there are people who you care about and you're saying these things to, or you're seeing them going after their dreams and things like that, and you don't know what to say, talk to them. Hey, how are things going? You know, just how we celebrate getting a new job or having a new baby, let's celebrate people who are opening up a new, you know, daycare center or celebrating 10 years because that 10 year journey was filled with things that you see and things that you don't see. Right. And just to add value mm-hmm. to that as well. Yeah. Is that, um, I think it starts before the conversation. I think that they, um, should people who are thinking it go back to that old school um, value that we had think before you speak. So if you're already thinking of it, check yourself to see if it's coming from a place of concern. If it's coming from a place of comfort. Is it coming from a place of envy? Is it coming from a place of jealousy? Is it coming from a place of shame? Or is it really genuinely coming from I love you and I want to make sure you're okay. So before you even feel the need to say to somebody they're doing too much, check yourself to see Mm. exactly where it's coming from first. And that's my recommendation to our listeners who might have found themselves saying that, Mm. or even if at some point you have said that to somebody and now you're listening to us and you're having those thoughts, it's okay to go back and fix it and just say, hey, Mm. you were on my mind. I just want to make sure you're good and how can I help you? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that's all you have Ooh. to do. That's all it takes. Wow. That's so good. Checking in with yourself and thinking yeah. before you speak uh, is so important. And then if you don't understand, then ask, ask questions. Cause I think a lot of times is that they just don't understand. And so, you know, taking the time to ask, ask the questions and have the conversation, have the dialogue and be open to just learning about what someone else is doing or how you can support someone else or just understanding or how you can be a part of that foundation that helps people like Latori to do what it is that she needs to do. You know, you talked about your mom and Yolanda, right? You (laughs) talked about your mom and your team and, you know, even your children being that great support system in that part of that foundation and everything. Um, I just think that's wonderful. You know, Latori, I am inspired. We I really inspire each other. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. It is, we, we're seeing the remnants of how life can be yes. challenging, right? We are seeing that. Um, over the past few days, you know, I've just been sitting back watching a lot of the posts related to um, the one person who um, passed away and left us this week in, in the choice that he chose to do that. Yes. And, and so I just sit back and watch the post because I know that um, mental health is complicated It It is is. very complicated and it's not something that, you know, we can put a, always put um, 
a name or a face to or energy to or our assignment to of what we think is happiness and joy and all of that. And so to have these types of conversations with people to understand what it is and how it is that you can support could be really helpful um, and also being a safe place. Right. Being a safe landing place, you know, I think that that's huge because, you know, saying reach out to your friends or reach out to art. Have you, just like you said before, what predated, what do you, what have, what has happened before that conversation? Right. Right. And so just saying, reach out to your friends, what have you established? Have you established a safe place for people? I don't even know how I went here, but anyway, have you established that safe place for people to come to you before something in the world happens? Because if you haven't established that, then I'm not going to tell you like, how I'm completely feeling, you know, or something yeah. like that, or exactly. if I see how you are interacting with others. So to have this and to know what I have in you, to know what you have in me, I think it's just so important to demonstrate to other people. Um, it's, it's huge because we're seeing the remnants of maybe when people don't have that or they don't feel like they have a safe place. Especially people who are in um, leadership positions, mm-hmm. um, those who are in any type of spotlight position, mm-hmm. they don't feel like they have a safe yeah. place a lot yeah. of times. Yeah. That's where there's no I judgment or it's going to come back in their face or, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So if yeah. you're that if you're a friend or you see so you have you're connected to somebody in those spaces, you can you have the ability to create that safe space. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know, I think we gotta empower our people that they can. Mm-hmm. Everybody, regardless of your position, regardless of your financial status, regardless of anything you have going on, you can create a safe space for somebody. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Even if that safe place is like, let me help you get some help in this area because this is not my expertise, you know, and and that that goes full circle back to expecting everything from everybody. I'm, I'm not a therapist. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a therapist, but I might say, okay, how can I help you find a therapist, you know, or something like that? So, yeah, I think that's just so important of, in, um, in today's world of, you know, thinking about who it is that you have around you. Um, what is it that they can support you with? What can you support them with? And, um, and yeah, just going from there so that we are all healthy in thinking about, right. you know, that, that right. thing. Yeah. Wow. This has been so good. This has <laughs> been amazing. Yes. yes. This has been so good. As we enter 2023, I just hope that this conversation has inspired all of you out there as it has inspired us, you know, yes. just to kind of talk about it and think about the things that we all need when it comes to doing the things that we want to do or pursuing things in life. Because I often think that people don't pursue things because one, they're afraid of judgment, two, they're afraid of failure, and they may not have 
the support around them that they need. Um, exactly. Wow. What yes. you want to leave the people with, Latori? Ooh, um, <laughs> I, I posted, I actually posted this this morning on my Facebook page about being kind in cruel situations. Mm. So uh, I just want to leave you with that there are going to be challenges. There are going to be hard times. There are going to be hard conversations. But at the end of the day, your core, you should always remain kind, remain a bright light, remain, um, come back to, not so much remain, come back to that bright light that you have within you because we all have it within us. Sometimes we just got to find it. And that's, that could be in business. That could be in personal relationships. That could be in professional relationships. That could be in personal situations. It doesn't even have to be a relationship. Personal, professional situations. Just always remember to come back to your bright light and let that light lead the way for you. That light lead the way. Yes. I love that. I love that. Latori Lloyd, CEO of Aspire Learning Academy. Congratulations on 10 years. Y'all better party like it's oh, nothing tomorrow, tomorrow <laughs> at that gala party for Thank me. You. Councilwoman yes. of Monk's Corner, real estate agent. Keep yes. doing too much. Oh, and add travel agency. <laughs> and travel agent. Yes. Oh, that's new. That's new. Yes, I exactly. And Yolanda, you keep doing too much as well because this podcast is amazing and continue to shed light for those who are listening to you who are following you. You're lighting the way. So Thank continue you. to be a lighthouse in our business community. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sis. We appreciate you being here, y'all. Thank you. You know, reach out to Latoria, follow her on social media if you choose to. Um, and look, oh, Latori, what is yes. the name of your book? And I know I have it on my shelf. What's the name of that book? It's an old book. <laughs> it's called, find it. it's called Aspire in Your Pursuit. And it was when I was married, so it was under Latori Lloyd Walker. Okay. Aspire in Your Pursuit under Latori Lloyd Walker. Absolutely, y'all. This is wonderful. Thank you for tuning in to Can You See Me? Women, Leadership, and Race. I tell you, this is over an hour of nuggets. So I hope y'all, I hope we're making y'all <laughs> laugh. I hope we yeah. have inspired you all and even inspired you to maybe have an extra conversation yes. with the people in your circle um, over these next few weeks, whatever it is, set yourself a list of people that you want to have maybe a uh, beyond the surface conversation with. Right. Uh, I think that would be really helpful. But again, thank you for tuning in. Latori, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Us. And thank you for having me. Absolutely.